0: Hey, it's Michael, and welcome to another podcast episode. Before I get into today's episode, I wanted to thank you for the following statistics I'm going to read out. Our podcast channels around the world, our episodes have been downloaded over 2 million times. And I believe that's a very conservative number because before we moved on to iTunes, we hosted our episodes on another platform, and the downloads were not tracked at that point. In fact, if you look at countries like Singapore, India, France, Hungary, Belgium, even Canada, the UK, Australia... Our channels on strategy and case interviews routinely rank within the top 10 for careers. And in fact, in some times of the year around September, October usually jump to number one in many parts of the world. So thank you for making that possible. And because we have such a diverse audience all over the world who have allowed us the opportunity to build these channels and build firms consulting and the rest of the businesses, we wanted to make an offer to you. If you go to Marketing Saves the World, marketingsavestheworld.com or firmsconsulting.com, you will see a pop-up or you'll see a place to add in your email address or you can register on the Firms Consulting website. If you register onto that website you get put into an exclusive list and what you get in that exclusive list is samples previews and free episodes of the content we have available to FC insiders so as you know FC insiders is an elite level it takes you some time to get to that level and many people ask us for samples and previews and so on so the only way the only way to get those previews is to join the list on marketingsavestheworld.com or firmsconsulting.com. And in fact, we have two big offers coming up. As you know, Bull Matter memoir and documentary was done by Firms Consulting. As far as we know, it is extremely rare for a former mckinsey and bcg partner to publish the memo. so bull madisoni was marvin Bauer's mentee he became a partner in two years at mckinsey and he developed mckinsey's leadership strategy basically the strategy that allowed mckinsey to leapfrog over bcg and bain by defining mckinsey by its leadership attributes versus its strategy attributes now we're going to be launching a promotion soon and if you've looked at our prices you know we are pretty premium However, we're going to go with very, very accessible pricing, so that clients around the world, whether you live in India, Bangladesh, Vietnam, Canada, Mexico, and so on, you can buy this. The special pricing means we're going to price these items for, my guess is below $20. You will get access to the book and the documentary for that price. And it's a one self-offer. It's not going to happen very often. And it's only available through this list. So go to marketingsavestheworld.com and firmsconsulting.com. Along with access to that special offer, you will also receive sample episodes of our insider content. For example, you could get a sample episode of competitive strategy with Kevin Coyne. Kevin Coyne is an ex-McKinsey partner, former worldwide head of strategy, and he had served something like over 25 CEOs on a personal level, on a one-to-one basis over his career. Kevin also has a program called How to Become a McKinsey Partner. It's the first time ever a McKinsey partner has gone on record talking about what is actually required to become a partner and you'll find it's very different from what you think is required the 21 day programs which are very very popular how to develop deep insights which i have put together one of our most popular programs the electric car startup you will get sample episodes of all of those programs and more if you sign up to this list so that said i hope you enjoy today's episode hi everyone and welcome to another firms consulting podcast given the fact that this is the time of the year when people are going to be negotiating salaries attending interviews and by and large it's a pretty anxious time i thought it's a good idea to maybe reflect on ethics and values again because i feel that at times like this we sometimes everyone there's no one that's immune to this everyone sometimes feels that if i could just cut this corner now everything would be okay and It is not my place to judge what you do and why you do it. And I don't want to do that. I think that, you know, I respect whatever decision you make. But I do want to provide some context for how to make decisions that I think are not only going to make you feel better in the long term, but actually going to leave you better off. And those decisions are those that are governed by very strong ethical constructs and ethical principles. Now, I could list the theory for you here. But I think that'll be pretty boring. So, I'm going to use some interesting anecdotes from Firms Consulting and experiences I've had recently to articulate these points. Let's start with a recent discussion I was having with an organization. And I was negotiating on behalf of Firms Consulting. And we were about to do something with them for our clients that was going to cost us a lot of money. It was going to cost us a lot of money. They were aware of this, they were surprised we were spending so much money. And as we're having the discussions with them, they asked me, how are you going to sell this to your clients? And I think it pretty much flawed them when I told them we're not going to sell this to our clients. We're going to give it away to them for free. And I'm not going to get into a discussion of what it is we are working on. That will come later. You'll see it later, right? But the point is this. This organization was a very profit-oriented organization. There's nothing wrong with that. That's how capitalism works. They're very profit-oriented So they just naturally assumed everyone with whom they interact especially every other party that spends the amount we were going to spend must be profit oriented as well and throughout the entire negotiations and discussions with us they just assumed we were trying to develop this concept to them and then hand it over to our clients and the answer was no and they were very very surprised they couldn't understand why we were spending so much money and listen it's a lot of money and we're just going to give it away for free Now, I don't want to get into discussion about our business model, but I do want to point out something here, because it cuts to the core of how I want you to make decisions. When you are young, I completely understand that you have to get a job that pays a sufficient salary for you to live a comfortable life, invest in yourself and your family, and allow yourself to develop to the next level. That's perfectly normal, and I I think you must pursue that it would be actually wrong not to pursue that, right? You know, if you are taking a job as an unpaid intern or working as a lowly paid intern somewhere, I don't think that's right. I don't like organizations that do that. I think you must be fairly compensated for the work you're doing, provided you add an appropriate value, obviously. Capitalism doesn't work if you get paid for doing nothing, right? So, do that. But don't be excessive, the amount you go after that's the point I want to make don't be excessive about it because I think that by and large MBAs are like mercenaries who had their AK-47s taken away from them the knives taken away from them the grenades taken away from them and that's the way they behave very mercenary when it comes to job offers not all MBAs I mean some of them are pretty nice but I think a lot of them are attracted to the MBA as an opportunity as a stepping stone into the middle class and upper middle class You don't have to be that way. It's about learning and developing. So I think a lot of us, when we make decisions and we think things through, we think about contracts and doing things for money and being mercenary about it and protecting our mercenary appetite for money by getting more and more ironclad contracts, they won't protect you. Your reputation is the most important thing. You have a good reputation and people see that you live by the values you espouse. I can assure you it's the most powerful weapon you have. Now, I was thinking carefully about this next anecdote because it's quite personal, but I want to talk you through it because I think it's important you understand this. Obviously, I'm not the oldest guy in the world. That should be clear to you. So, you know, when I was a young consultant, there were many partners that I had worked with or I had heard of that were very, very successful and influential. They had, you know, advise presidents, they advise the most important companies in the world, they had developed concepts and ideas that have shaped mankind. For life. I'm not even exaggerating, right? Now when I was a young consultant, obviously I've spoken about many different people I've admired. There's one guy that I really admired. I've never really spoken about him. I don't know why, it just never came up. I'm not gonna mention who he is. Let's just say that he's a North American partner. Very very successful very influential and have shaped my thinking shaped my career and so on and um i've always relied on his work and his concepts and his ideology of the world to guide me so um i had an opportunity to interact with the partner and i was very excited one of the few things i was excited about was to meet this guy and to uh, talk to him you know I, i didn't even know i never even worried about him i just forgot about him and then i was pulling up my own notes and i saw what a big impact he had on me so i went to speak to him and i must tell you it was the greatest disappointment of my life it just blew me away how bad this guy was the guy it was very obvious to me was only interested in money only interested in money everything that came out of his mouth was about how he can be paid more and i was very surprised because he's not a poor guy he's actually extremely wealthy But it was just crass to the point of off-putting that um, he only cared about money. Now, I understand he wants to get paid for his time. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that the fact that he wanted to get paid for his time put me off. It's a capitalist society. He doesn't work for free. But it's the way he did it, right? It was like a, a verbal assault on compensation. How he's going to be paid and what he's going to be demanding and so on. Now there's two things that define i think partners one is we should have interesting important insightful things to say otherwise why in the world would people want to listen to us i mean we're not attractive we're not party animals we're not that nice uncle that has stories to tell we by and large are there because we will tell you interesting things right second people trust us because we are so ethical no one's going to share their deepest, darkest secrets about some problem they have with a production process for semiconductors unless they can trust us. And the trust issue manifests itself through the fact that we don't appear to be willing to sell our mothers for the highest possible bid, right? Now, coming out of this, I was so disappointed. I mean, you can imagine that someone had the deepest respect for, just collapses, and a very, very famous partner. I mean, he's a pillar of thinking in that firm. And it is an absolute collapse. The point of that anecdote is that all of these things that drive us to pursue money, cut corners, do things for the sake of short-term gain, are our egos. Do you know how many people I've been in a discussion with, they'll tell me, oh, I want to work with that person. They are very egotistical. You know, they were disrespectful to me. And I tell them, do you know me? people are disrespectful to me? I don't go around advertising who I am. Oh, I was a partner. Yeah, treat me with great respect. Some of the times I got, I look like a damn funny looking teenager. Well, an older looking funny teenager. And people are disrespectful. When you get into negotiations with people for anything, forget about whether they disrespect you. It's not. A, it doesn't matter. You got to get what you want out of that relationship in a very ethical way, right? But when you get to a point in your life where you think, oh, you know, I'm too wealthy, I'm too powerful, I can make whatever decision I want and people have to live with it, you've let your ego take over you. That's an example of what happened to that partner. He felt that he's so powerful that doesn't matter what happens, he can get away with anything. And the reality is that I had an enormous respect for this guy. And I have no respect for this guy at all. You know, it's like getting up for your whole life and thinking Beyonce is the greatest thing in the world. And then with just a few minutes of interaction, you've decided, well, I don't even care why I've been listening to Beyonce. And you don't even think about it. And it's that, maybe even religion is a better example. You get up being a Christian your whole life or Muslim or Hindu, whatever it is, devout. And then the next day you just decide, well, it's was a waste of time. This person doesn't know what they're doing. And that's the kind of impact. And ego is a big driver yeah. When you are negotiating with companies, don't walk away if things go south. Now, I've given you many different anecdotes. I'm just tied together. Like the first thing, don't be obsessed with money. Don't be obsessed with money. Surround yourself with the right people who share the same values and build something great with them. And you don't need contracts and so on. The right team builds something phenomenal. Very important. As you're building the right team, the biggest enemy you face is your ego. I've seen it so many times where people are disappointed, disheartened, and they let a fantastic opportunity disappear because of the ego. And, and the reason I'm, as I said, giving you this podcast now is because I think it's a time when most people are making pretty difficult decisions. And I want you to make the right decisions. And that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed doing the episode. Finally, I want you to remember that the only way to get access to our special offers, the only way to get our special pricing, and the only way to get samples of our insider content is to join the list on marketingsavestheworld.com or firmsconsulting.com. Just remember that Bill Madison's memoir and documentary, the 20-episode documentary, and his memoir is going to be released worldwide soon. As far as we know, it is extremely rare for a former McKinsey and BCG partner to publish the memoir. The special pricing that we will offer will only be offered for a limited time and will be only offered to people who subscribe